Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Quick, episode 86. It's just me and Seth this week. Uh, George is in Greece, hopefully having a good time on vacation, and Cam is MIA this week. Um, so we are going to be reviewing Rango, just us two. Uh, this was recommended by Ferdinand04, so shout out to him. And if you want to check out any of our Patreon tiers, link is in the description as always. Tons of great stuff for every different level of tier on there. And then realtalkpodcast.com, some great merch. I don't know if this is coming out in like a week and a half from when I'm filming this, so... We might have more merch out already because I'm working on stuff in the background. So go check it out. We have some stuff for some upcoming releases coming out either already out or will be coming out soon. And then make sure you just hit that subscribe button on YouTube or follow us on Spotify and rate us five stars if you're listening or Apple Podcasts as well. But yeah, let's just jump into it. So the Rango is from 2011, directed by Gore Verbinski, starring Johnny Depp, Isla Fisher, Bill Nye, and uh, Timothy Oliphant, some other voice actors. Um, the synopsis here is when Rango, a lost family pet, accidentally winds up in the gritty, gunslinging town of dirt, the less than courageous lizard suddenly finds he stands out. Welcomed as the last hope the town has been waiting for, new Sheriff Rango is forced to play the new role to the hilt. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll start off with Seth. So just kind of your overall thoughts and your rating before we kind of unpack it a little more. Yeah, so this is obviously my first watch. Um, I hadn't seen it before. I know this is like one that a lot of people grew up with. When did it come out? It was like 2010, 2011, that kind of period, I think. Yep, 2011. Um, 2011, yeah. I think it's a, it's a really interesting film. I, I really, really liked it, to be honest. I think that Rango is... It's an interesting one because it's kind of like a surreal animation. It wasn't what I was expecting. It's more dramatic, maybe more adult than a lot of animations around the time, especially because I heard a lot of people grew up with it and that sort of thing. It's a bit different than what I expected, but I think it's really, really interesting. I think the animation is unique, especially around that time period. I can guess that it was massively groundbreaking. Um, for the 2010s, I think it still holds up today as being really, really great. I think it's a story of heroism, which we've seen many times. You know, it's nothing revolutionary with its storytelling, I wouldn't say, but it also is a a beautiful homage to like western films uh sergio leone's era the era of like 60s what 50s 60s westerns which is to be appreciated and i think that what i kind of love most about a film like rango is just how weird it is like the whole the whole premise and the whole meaning is obviously you know making your own way in life and then doing what you have to and but i think that what I love about it most is it reminds me of like a, I've, I've referenced this before, but like a Dungeons and Dragons or a Guardians of the Galaxy, not in its any way in terms of the narrative or anything like that, but just in terms of every corner you go, you find another weirdo. And, I, and the, the designs are so abnormal and strange. And I think that really works in the favor of providing entertainment and providing this kind of surrealistic animation of somewhat like unique that i hadn't seen before and i love kind of going on a journey and just waiting for the next weird characters pop up like like guardians like a dungeon dragons uh honor among thieves from from this year and i think it's very very similar and i also think it's you know it's a smart script it's funny it's nothing revolutionary but it's full of likable characters it's got heart especially the ending which obviously i'm sure we'll go into and it doesn't really, you know, fall into the trap of being too cliche with the homage to Westerns, but it equally pays homage in, in, in a beautiful way. Um, I, I really like the voice acting. I think Johnny Depp is, is, is really, really good. I think they all are, to be honest. I really like Bill Nighy's character as well. I think he's great. Um, and I think Johnny Depp has this unique ability to kind of change his voice and, and just you know, adapt to his character. I think he really works in this. 
And I think the, the final point I'm going to make and, and the most positive thing about this for me is, is I, I actually found it really funny. And I would say as well, so animated films, a lot of the time, I, I for some reason struggle to, to engage with in a comedic sense. Not all the time, you know, there are examples, Monsters Inc., Rest Theory, some uh, Studio Ghibli films, whatever. But with this, it really, there were several sequences which, which really got me laughing out loud, which is very surprising. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my overall thoughts. I give it a, a four out of five, which was higher than I expected, to be honest, because... I'm not a huge animation guy. You know, I've watched quite a lot, but I'm not like one of those that goes out of their way to watch them a lot of times. Nothing against the art form in particular. It's just not my preferred um, my preferred way of, of showcasing the medium. But it was just really, really fun. Really entertaining. Strong voice cast. Energetic. Weird. Surreal. And nothing revolutionary again with its storytelling. But I think it uh, does all the right things it needs to to hit the you know emotional narrative beats anyway. But yeah, four or five for me. Yeah, I was lower on it than you. I gave it a, a two and a half out of five, um, five out of 10 for my official score. So I went into this, honestly, like I think it ended up being better than I expected simply because my fiance, like, you know, how we always talk about like, oh, what's the first movie I remember watching that you like saw and you're like, oh, movies aren't all good. Like that one stinked. She was, she's always been telling me this for like the years I've known. I don't she's know like, yeah, she's like, I, yeah, I don't either, which always makes me mad, honestly, that I can't remember mine. But um, because anytime I yeah. try to throw something out, it's just honestly at that point, it's just me trying to make something up. Like I don't really just remember. trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah like but it. but Rango for her, she said that like ever since I met her, she's like, I hate this movie. Like it was the first movie I remember as a kid, just watching and being like, this was not good. So going into it, I was like, I mean, this is it's Gore Verbinski, who's obviously done a lot of great films before. He did like the Ring remake. He did a, the, the Pirates movies. Um, so I was like, it's him. Plus this is pretty highly rated. So like, how bad can it really be? So I actually ended up thinking it was like way better than like what she was making it sound like she made it sound like it was awful, but I just still didn't fall absolutely in love with it. Like most people on average seem to, it was a mixed bag for me. Cause one word you use in your letterbox review is ugly, which I think is like perfect to describe the animation style. It was just like wonky, like intentionally that way, but the, yeah, the yeah, people, yeah, exactly. right. Yeah. So, ugly. yeah the, the animation was just so wonky and ugly and bizarre. But also, like, and a lot of things, like, with animation as a medium, a lot of people think, oh, it's animated. There's no, like, actual physical cameras, so there's no cinematography. But the cinematography is very much a thing in animated films. Cinematographers still are hired for animated films because basically instead of a real lens, it might be the virtual lens of how it's moving through the world. And I think while the animation is super ugly in this, I think the cinematography is awesome. Like, especially towards the end, there's a, a scene where he's, like, yeah. riding and the moon's in the background. It's massive. There's so many shots in this movie that are, I think are just really well done. So I think from an animation standpoint, it's really truly beautiful, especially the cinematography of it. Um, the voice acting for me, I didn't love as much as you. So Johnny Depp, I knew, I saw he was in it when I turned it on and I knew he was going to be the main character, the titular role. But for some reason, like it's, it sounded like Owen Wilson to me. And it just that, that, that threw me off the entire time. And it never was able to rectify. I, I, didn't mean, I don't mean, like, it did not I, I sound like Johnny yeah. Depp at all, which I honestly like credit to Johnny Depp. I didn't really know or thought he would have had that range of voice acting. I thought it was going to be a, I thought it was going to be Jack Sparrow as Rango is what I was going to get, which, um, and, and it's not really a knock to the voice acting. It's just something for me is just a weird thing. that just threw me off. I was like, like 10 minutes into the movie, I had to Google. I was like, who is who in the cast? Like, I know Johnny Depp's in it, but like, is Owen Wilson in this? Cause that, I just kept thinking it's Owen Wilson for some reason. Um, but the story to me just never really pulled me in. I, I just thought it was pretty average. The, the visuals really were stunning to me, but I don't know. Just something, the story was just never able to pull me in to sink me into it. Um, I was never really engaged or excited throughout this movie. 
Um, I don't know if it's just me being in the summer in a desert town where we're dealing with drought. Maybe it was just because of that where I'm like, God, I have to hear more about droughts and the middle of desert and water being a hot commodity. But it wasn't really that. It was just the fact that to me, I just didn't really find this that entertaining. So that's really ultimately why it's a 2.5 star. And for me, like, honestly, like if I would have watched this two years ago when my rating scale is way different, I probably would have given it like a four star or so because I used to try to be objective with my ratings. And I think objectively, you know, quotes, because that's not a real thing, is that I think this is from a technical craft is a phenomenal film. But as I've gotten further into reviewing films, I just tend to go based on a lot more about how much I actually just enjoy watching the movie. And that's kind of why there's a 2.5 star. Um, I feel like I have to justify that simply because like, this is one of those like get post on Letterboxd with a 2.5 star and a lot of people are very upset. I, I It's quite a cool... Like, it's like a, a cause, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. if you think especially like us, obviously we, I, I wasn't that young right, when this came out. I was probably, all of us are 13 and how old about the same. So I think, but a lot of our younger followers who are like a few years younger, um, it's one of those that, that are like a, like a cause. You know, people like grew up with it, like a, if you talk about on like a Shrek or an Incredibles, it's kind of a, of a similar ilk where it's like people kind of grow up with it so they're going to take, take it the wrong way. But I think <clears throat> with me, what I like about this most is I, I this is kind of like an animated film that I would argue is made for me in the way that I just love surrealist shit. I love weird stuff. I, I actively seek out surreal films. And this this is kind of, it runs in a, in, in a similar narrative. And like you said, I think it is ugly, but not in a in a derogatory term. I think deliberately speaking, it's it's gritty, it's nasty, especially the sequence uh, at the start when Rango is obviously pretending to be this, you know, this gunslinger who's taken on all his enemies, whatever. And I think the whole sequence, it reminded me of, you know, when he goes into the bar and there's all these weird faces. Do you know the scene in Shrek 2 where they go in the bar and it's like this bunch of weirdos everywhere? Mm-hmm. It just, it reminds me of that. And I love that because I like to see these strange faces and these interactions with these people. Um, and I think it really just brings the ounce of charm that needs to 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 prevail as a film. And I, I, whilst I agree with you that, you know, I don't think the 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 actual script even though i think it was well executed i don't think it was anything we haven't seen before you know it was a story of heroism and story on trying to be something you're not and don't do it whatever we've seen that before of course we have but i think this just excels in adapting to its weirdness and i also thought the action i don't I, we haven't touched on it but I, I thought the um the action sequences are really cool as well i, I really like them but i think my standout in terms of voice acting i admittedly i do really like him in general but bill nighy for me um as uh rattlesnake joe was it isn't it? Um, no, Rattlesnake Jake. There you go. Rattlesnake Jake. Yeah, he was so good, and I think that for me the voice actor was just really, really well cast. Like at the start, it kind of was funny. I was like, I, I thought this might be like a Paris, Texas kind of film, you know, like someone like lost in the desert trying mm-hmm. to find the way. And I actually looked at the cast list, and obviously Harry Dean Stoughton plays. Uh, I can't remember one of the characters in it. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's but awesome. then he kind of went into. The- yeah, somewhere I, I didn't kind of realize it would be. And I think for me, it took a, a, a turn that I, I really wanted it to to and kind of enjoyed. Because I, I just love weird shit, man. That's why I love Dungeons & Dragons so much. And that's why I think that this film works. I also don't know. It did surprise me because I think this is like, I didn't know, first of all, that it's different than the usual animation. Do you know what I mean? It's different than like a Pixar or a DreamWorks, for example. It A, the way it's animated and B, the kind of, adult themes that are portrayed at times um i always forget he did the part of the caribbean film as well obviously i, I love the first specific parts of the Caribbean film but mm-hmm. yeah I, I i really really had a, had a good time with this because of the way it kind of 
is so self-aware of this weirdness and tries to do as much as possible. I think, like you said, the cinematography and the animation, it's um, really, really great. I, I kind of wish a lot more filmers would look like that. I don't know what the budget was. Do you have any idea what the budget was for this? Because um, I think it made a decent amount of money, I, I think. It, it also surprises me that, that uh, they pushed this much money into a project like this because I'm assuming it was quite high. Yeah, 135 million, which in 2011 for an animated film, that's a that's a whopping budget. Doesn't it surprise you they pushed that into a film like this in 2011? Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I, so... I think my I mean my guess would maybe be that just Gore Verbinski after the Pirates movies was kind of like the blank check kind of director at the time, where it's kind of like here's money, yep. go make yep. something. But yeah, that's crazy that they had that much money to this, and it shows like the animation is awesome, and of course making the Pirates movies with um, crap, what's his name, Tentacle Face. Uh, like obviously like Gore Verbinski enjoys kind of bizarre wacky creatures and it really comes across here even in the animated genre Um, so one thing that's like kind of neat about how they did the voice acting for this which kind of might be a reason why you think like the voice acting was really good and the chemistry is really great is that they didn't record in voiceovers and and booths instead they had Johnny Depp and everyone on set basically kind of acting out what the characters were doing um, reading the lines so it wasn't in a booth um, this is done. It's not the only time it's been done. It was done in, in Shark Tale in 2004. And then another thing it was done for was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this year. It's been done for other movies, but it's mostly rare because most voiceovers like think like yeah, there's gosh. always a list celebrities that are doing the voiceovers. So in order to kind of get all them together, you kind of just have to say, like, here's your lines, record them and do it all separately. But in this, they literally gave them all Wild West costumes, put them in like saloon booths and stuff. And like they were all basically acting out what the animated characters were, which I think really helps really bring to life the, the voice acting uh, in, in movies when you animated kinda, movies are able to do that. You can kind of like see that in a way. When, when I look back at it now, you know the conversations that uh, obviously Rango and, and, and Beans have, who's played by uh, Isla Fisher, voiced by Isla Fisher. You can kind of see, you can kind of get the gist of the R there together in a way. The chemistry is really, really well done. And I think it does surprise, it does, well, it, I wish more fil- animated films would do that. Obviously I can see why, like you said. Animated films, oftentimes, when it comes to you know schedules with celebrities who might be recording other projects, whatever, and it's just like they can do it in a booth right there and then record the lines, whatever. So it's much easier to do it that way, and other than fly them out to, to a direct location. But I do wish because you can tell in a lot of ways. I think that's probably one of the better things about the film for me is the the, the, the voice acting and how they feel like they're there. Um, it's funny how like from the clips I've seen that like, they feel. In an animated film, they feel more together than like Under the Armas and, and Chris Evans did in Ghosted <laughs> from the clip. Do you know what I mean? Which is fucking yeah. crazy because that's a live action film. Uh, but I think that for me, that one of the strongest parts was the voice acting because it just it feels so that they're just having a conversation. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And then I the, think that's, yeah, and this totally movie did win uh, the best best animated feature at the Oscars that year. Which did it? Yeah, which is kind of surprising because oh. it's, it's not. It's it's a film that a lot of people know, but I wouldn't say it's like, you know it's not Pixar level in terms of name recognition. But things we talked about with how how awesome it looked and the, how much they devoted to the the craft of this movie, it kind of makes sense that it would be a more Oscar buzzy movie. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like the final battle for me. Like I I think this is just an issue with animation in general for me, which is like something I hate that I have to say. But like, and Cam would be disappointed, but. I don't know, man. Like lately, like ever, like animation just hasn't been hitting for me. Like Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, obviously everyone kind of gave five stars. And I was like, that's like a four star for me. Rewatched Monsters, Inc. and WALL-E and there were four stars when I used to probably think of them as a five star. I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last night and I, that's like a beloved movie from this year. And I was like, ah, I just, I don't know. I'm just not getting it. And there's the same with the Rango. 
And I don't know. I just I don't know if they just all feel formulaic to me, where it's just kind of all boil. It always just boils up to an epic end boss battle. I don't know. Like it's just it's just it's disappointing because I've always been, you know, I'm I'm not as much of a like a pundit for animation as Cam is, but still like th- I think animation deserves to be respected and it's a great medium for film. But lately, I don't know. Just animated films, even the ones that are highly critically acclaimed, just haven't been hitting for me on the same level. So I don't know if I need like a break from watching animated movies or what, but. Yeah, Rango just kind of fell victim to that again where I just kind of watched you and I was like kind of bored by this and the final battle with Jake the Rattlesnake happens. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I get it. And then it kind of all resolves. I'm like, okay, yeah. Like it's just like, I just feel like they're all kind of formulaic, which like, again, like people say animation movies aren't just for kids, but you know, they're mostly catered towards kids. So obviously I can't fault them too much. Like, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like that moved way too fast. Like it was just kind of this, this, this. But when you're making a movie for kids, you kind of have to accept certain things in animated movies are going to be taken at liberty in order to make it more appealing towards younger generations. And I don't know, maybe I'm just starting to watch more films that I'm starting to have less of a tolerance for that, which is disappointing. I think I just need to take a break from animated films. Cause I think this is just like another I, one that just, I just didn't love as much as everyone else did. I grew up in the same periods with animation. I, I actually had a while ago, I didn't watch animation for so long. It is a weird one. Cause I just, I, I generally speaking, don't like them as much as most people. Like I only have, like three on my top 100 or four, should I say? And I, I just, and, and all of those are ones that I grew up with. So I rarely find new watches where I can be like, okay, this is great. You know, I can't think of animated films that I've given a first watch in the past five years, given, a, you know, a 4.5 or higher, because it just doesn't happen as frequently because, you know, you tend to rely, animated films, like you said, are oftentimes made, the primary audience is, of course, kids. Like, I think people can say, Animations for everyone, animation for adults, which it is. Animation can enjoy adults, but of course, the primary target for it. Pixar, DreamWorks, what, Ghibli, whatever it is, is always going to be kids. Other than you know your Satoshi Khan's Perfect Blue and shit, because if you show that to a kid, not a good way to go. But like most of the time, and I think that, well, child animation, adult animation, like like Flea, for example, that's also different. It's beautiful live as adults, but you know, most of the stuff for children when it comes to big corporations, and I think they have to follow a formula which kids can also understand. Which is why you see so many instances of heroism, of, of finding you know your meaning, of being yourself, and it's the same themes, it's the same commentary, which which has to be implemented. But I do think that can wear on you, like you said, because you're watching a lot of films that do follow not a similar narrative, but a similar pattern of narrative. They hit the same beats, they follow the same structure, and I think that can become kind of boring. Um, so I definitely got what you mean. I actually was surprised I gave Rango a four because this is. You know, when I watch like a new Pixar, you know, that I haven't seen before, a new Dreamers, whatever, it's rare that I rate them higher than like a three, three point five. Because I just don't tend to enjoy them as much, which is why I was surprised by this. Um, so it definitely makes sense. I think sometimes you might just have to take a break from animation. Do you know what I mean? And, and kind of go back to it when, when, when you want to. But at the end of the day, people like things, you know, Ham, for example, can watch animation every day if he wants to, whereas me and you, probably get a bit tiresome after a while you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and I, i've been wanting because i like we mentioned our pixar ranking the other week i only have like two left i haven't seen but i have like probably 10 left i need to rate and i wanted to finish that off because it's just kind of like a nice little thing to check off but i think i'm gonna just pause on that honestly because i just think i need a break from for myself from animated movies but um yeah it's, it's funny like kids in animation because like riley and i were talking about this when we were at a movie theater like it's just so funny that kids like when you're at a movie theater, kids will just like leave and go to the bathroom. And like, I feel like they don't have that same feeling of like, oh, I'm going to miss something. Cause they just have such an innocent mindset. They're like, oh, what? Like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will still be on the screen when I come back or Super Mario Bros. Isn't going anywhere. Like it's just like, yeah. kids are just so innocent. It's so funny to see how they just say they don't, 
whether it's the climax or the most important part of the movie, the kids with animation is like, oh, whatever, I'll, I'll watch it's, it again. It's bright, it's bright colors and seeing funny characters. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's, there's, and, and, and bright animation and stuff, which is kind of the idea you get with a lot of these films, which is why why they cost so much money because they want to make them as appealing to not only an adult audience, but a, a child as possible, bring bright visual colors like a Mario, for example, and showing them off. Um, but yeah, like I think uh, I definitely get where you're coming from, but I, I do think that Rango, Rob, wait, what? Who? What company was it that made this? So I saw that it was the only non-Disney, uh, non-Disney Pixar movie to win before Spider Verse for best animated feature. So I don't know. It's definitely not DreamWorks. Nickelodeon movies. Oh wow, they usually make stinkers. So good for them. Well, they made. Yeah, they do actually. Oh, they made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well, actually. So same. Oh, that kind of makes sense. And yeah. SpongeBob. Oh, okay. That's but yeah, I think like it, there was one movie last year that was uh, Blazing Saddles, like, but like the animated version of it. I can't remember what it was, but it was just not. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that yeah, was Nickelodeon. Yeah. Anything else you got to say about Rango? No. I So yeah, four, four, four out of five for me. Really, really enjoyed it. It's been one that I don't know why I haven't watched. You know I mean, it's like it's such a cult classic in animation. It feels like I, I should have watched it by now. Uh, but I, I had a great time with it. I'll probably, probably watch it again. Yeah, I think I'm sure it's just coincidence that it came out pretty much back to back with Rango and Django Unchained. But the fact that two westerns came out within like one calendar year of each other with like basically the similar name titular characters is kind of weird. I don't know if like the oh, angle. Django's 2012. Yeah, it, 14. Somewhere. No, 2012. Oh, so oh. it's kind of I don't know the the Ango suffix if that's something that's popular in westerns or if it's just random that Rango and Django came out. But but yeah, that's all we got to well, say. Django, yeah. Django was a like a, there was original Django wasn't there in like the fifties? Oh, there was. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not up to date on my Django lore. Um, Westerns, yeah, <laughs> Westerns in general. Yeah, you're right. But Seth gives it a four star. I gave it a two point five star, five out of ten. Just perfectly right down the middle. Um, I probably will never watch it again purely because like my fiance hates this movie, so I don't see any reason why I would ever have this on the TV ever again. But. But yeah, I, I don't know. I had a fine time with it. I watched it and I was like, that was fine. Didn't seem to love it as much as Seth, but there was definitely a lot I was able to appreciate with this. But um, yeah, shout out to Ferdinando4 for the suggestion. Make sure you check out our Patreon in the description down below, realtalkpodcast.com for merch. And hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars. With that, we will see you in the next one.